It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. And we feature every Friday uh, a little segment on Greyhound Racing. Uh, we, we spoke to uh, 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 Riley Evans last week. What a fascinating story that was. Uh, here's uh, a young man who's making his way in the game and uh, not only in racing, but of course he's uh, very interested too in uh, uh, stock cars and sprint cars as well, and he's doing exceptionally well at that. So uh, we thought we'd stay on the theme of uh, a bloke who's been able to, to do both at uh, a very high level, and uh, we're joined now by Rhino Regan, a legendary Kiwi, uh, also uh, has been a greyhound trainer for quite some time, and uh, I'm really looking forward to to this chat uh, for a number of reasons. Ron, uh, thanks very much for, for joining us. Um, you're based, what, in Huntley these days, is that right? Uh, no, we're over in uh, Pyro, mate, over by Thames here. Oh, you've, yeah, in Pyro. Oh, you've changed, okay. Yeah, yeah okay, right. Yeah. Let, let's uh, let's look at the size of your kennel. Okay, um, we're getting fairly big at the moment. We've got about uh, 25, 26 racing dogs and with a couple of litters of puppies. And, um, yeah, well, there's puppies, two-year-olds, and then we've got some 14-month-old ones. So we've got a few dogs here, plenty of work on. <laughs> yeah, plenty of work pretty on. Busy. Uh, and plenty, pretty busy. And you're in partnership with Naomi? In partnership with Naomi? Yeah, part, still, yeah still partnership with Naomi. Um, but she has a part-time job, too, at the at the uh, gym, you know, just in case we have a couple of quiet weeks you know, you know, the thing with racing is no guarantees. Um, but we've right, survived yeah. 26 years, Ian, so uh, we're going all right. We're going all right. We've been in it 26 years now, so, yeah, and we're still loving it. I, I heard a story, Ron, that um, it actually started uh, from a game of cards. That can't be true, can it? It was dead set true. I, um, I'd, I'd, what happened was I lived in Mount Albert in Auckland, and I used to, well, and I, I loved my league, and I was, you know, always into my fitness, even as a kid. My old man reckoned if I didn't, you know, fit, you, you get nowhere. So I did a lot of road running, and I saw these greyhounds walking along Mount Albert Road one day, and I, I was intrigued by them, you know, because of their size, the legs, and the bodies, and that. And we had hunting dogs, and um, I stopped and I talked to this Irishman. He was actually an Irishman, Danny O'Keefe, and I said, um, "Gee, they're, they're, they're nice dogs. What are they?" And he said, "They're racing dogs, greyhounds." So that was it. And I went home and told the old man, and I said, "You know, I just met this guy who got greyhounds." And then I worked for the PNT back then, um, the old telephones, and um, I was in a card game, which I loved, loved the cards and the punt, and. Um, this chap, there was a three or four guys at our depot at St. Luke's that had greyhounds, and I didn't really know much about them, but um, I had a red-hot hand in poker, and this guy said, well, you had no money, and no one would lend him any more. He said, well, I'll put a greyhound pup in. And my mate sitting beside me, who was a greyhound trainer, he said, do it, take it. You know, let him do it. You know, let him put the dog. Because I had four races. I couldn't lose. And um, so I ended up with this dog. I ended up with a greyhound puppy called, and she ended up racing, Tyler and Lass. And um, she won eight or nine races at Mount Smart. So that's how I got into it. 
Yeah, that's 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 exactly. And, it. and then I was only sixteen, seventeen then, and then league took over, and um, I ended up in England and then playing at Barrow at uh, nineteen in nineteen seventy nine. I ended up in Barrow, and I left the dog. It's a funny story. I left the dog with Dad to look after, and it was only a six month on six months off. I had to come back to New Zealand, and um, he'd given the dog away. <laughs> and, <laughs> He'd given the dog away. Her name was Queenie. So I tracked her down, and she had a missing toe in that. So that was all done. And then, obviously, League took over. And, um, yeah, so then after League finished, I, I turned to greyhound training. So, yeah, so it was an interesting story. But that's how I got, the, that's how I got into it. <laughs> Mate, it's a, it's a fascinating story, I, I must admit. And, and obviously, you, you, it, it lit the flame for you because you, you've come back and been a very successful trainer. You've got a good one on... on uh, uh, Sunday, actually. So you're heading north uh, with Honeyland Tree to Manukau. Yeah, no, we're heading up. I was fortunate to get her from the South Island. Um, she'd um, unfortunately had a little bit of a miss, go, go, gone a miss down there, and the owner was actually sending two dogs up to me anyway. And um, he said, I've got a nice older bitch there, Honeyland Tree. And he said, she, I, know, I knew the dog. She was very quick down there. So I think she ran a 1707 round Addington which is really quick, you know, that's it's top grade. Mm. And I said, yeah, I'll have a crack at her. So I got her up here about October. The wife and her friend went down to Wanganui and met um, uh, Palmy and met Matt, Matt Roberts down there and picked her up. And um, sure enough, she had a tear at the tear on the back muscle. And I said to the owner, I said, well, I have a go with it because I still do a lot of road walking, and um, which it's good for myself as well. And... Um, so I just kept walking and walking, and the owner asked me how she's going, and I said, no, no, she's looking good, settled in well. And unfortunately, in her first trial back, it didn't look too good, it, um, which happens with those back muscles, and um, she sort of pulled up 10 metres before the winning post. It was only a hand slip, and I rang the owner straight away, and I said, well, we could be in a little trouble here. Old honey was going good, and then must have felt the thing and, you know, the muscle tissue and all that, and I said... Um, tell you what we'll do i said we'll give her two more weeks and then if if, if she doesn't improve we'll rehome you know we'll put her into gap and make sure she gets a nice home because she's a beautiful little dog and um put her out in the pen here and she was running around and first couple of days she was a bit scratchy like some sportsmen are after a hard run and then i noticed the improvement and then i <laughs> rang him back and i said hold the phone i said we might we might be in the game again with her, you know, because the, the railway, in my mind, has always been a race I wanted to win. I've, I've been in it once and ran third and fifth. I got two in there a couple of years ago. It's, it is now a Group 1 race, so I've always wanted to win a Group 1. I've never had the real top 500-metre dog, but I've always had a few good sprinters, and I said to him, I said, we might have a... So anyway, that was a dream, and then um, I cov- a couple more hand slips, and I rang Mike, the owner, and I said... Um, She's going good. We better have a go. You know, we'll nominate her. So um, two weeks ago, she ran second. Uh, three weeks ago, she ran second, first up, and then she won last week. Now she's a real hope going into the heats, I believe. You know, she's an outsider, but I believe she's a hope because she's got box speed. She's got natural box speed. So, hey, you've got to be in to win. She's uh, box seven. Uh, how how will she box handle seven. box seven, Ronnie? No, yeah. no, she'll enjoy box seven. She um, The two runs she's had for us, what I've seen anyway, she won from the one the other day, but she liked to move off the rail. And um, she's uh, got good form from the eight. She's won one from the seven. Um, and she's got a nice dog inside her, number six, Allegro Rory, that loves to go hard left to the rail. So she should get a clear run to the first corners, which which she'll definitely need in that sort of race. But I believe she's right up to it. Excellent, mate. Uh, well, we'll uh, everyone's going to keep an eye out for that now, and uh, yeah, uh, yeah, we yeah. hope it's for the best shot, for you. We're, we're, yeah. yeah, it's a long shot, but hey, hey, mate, dreams are free. 
Dreams are free, you know. I'm one of those guys. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> Make the, things happen. They always sort of have, thing, you know. They are, and so are memories as well. Memories are, are free as well, Ronnie, and you'll have plenty of those uh, oh. from your league days, of course. And we're just uh, acknowledging this morning the uh, the very sad passing at the age of 52 of uh, Vyanga Tuigamala, of course, and uh, he made the transition from rugby to rugby league very successfully. And and it was only uh, just weeks ago um, you know, the news came through about. Olsen Philip Piner, of course, the big O, and uh, you'd, known him, you'd know of him very well. Oh, the big O, yeah, no. And to England is fun, very sad. Um, Love watching him play rugby and league. Watched him play for Wigan, and I was a big fan, and I also watched him when he fought the fight for life, and he fought a very good friend of mine, Mark Bourneville. And, um, you know, that was, that he, he did awesome. He was an awesome guy. But the big O, I could quickly tell you a quick story about the big O. A um, couple of things. In 83... I was sort of on the fringe of the Kiwis, but I had Olsen, James Lulawai, Fred Arcoy, um, Gary Prom, Mark Graham, because I played loose forward, standoff, or inside centre. So I had to wait for those guys, and those guys were red hot. You know, they were sort of like, um, you know, they were never going to be replaced for years because they were just like, they were there, they were in concrete. But Ollie, unfortunately, in 83, was playing for uh, North Sydney, and um, he unfortunately broke his leg. And... Um, I'd played a club, well, Graham Lowe had actually said to me, he said, I'm keeping an eye on you, because know, I'd been in England for a couple of years, and he said, I'm keeping an eye on you, and he's, I said, oh, yeah, that'd be good. And um, when he rang that night, I'd been on the drink, you know, and after a game, we'd played a game, and I'd had a few, and the wife was trying to wake me up and was telling me Graham Lowe's ringing, and I, was, and I, you know, I didn't wake up, obviously, I was in a coma. And um, you know, from the from the from the good night out. <laughs> but anyway, so when I woke up, she said, "Graham Lowe rang." I said, "You turn it up." I said, "Be one of me mad mates ringing me to have me on." He she said, "No, no, his name's here." So I rang him and I said, "I said, oh, Graham Lowe." And he said, "Speaking." And I thought, then I knew it was true. I said, and he said, "Congratulations, you've just made the first test to play Aussie on Sunday." He said, um, "Unfortunately, Ollie's broken his leg." And I said, "Oh no!" But I had played against Ollie a few times, you know, and club level and I played with him at Auckland and um, with Auckland with the Auckland squad but you know credit to that guy because the, the morning of the match of the test he rang me and wished me all the best and all that so and we ended up buddies for life after that and I actually the funny thing about it Ian I ended up as captain because I I, I was the tour captain in 1986 to Papua New Guinea and Aussie and he was in the team so I ended up as captain but he hey he was such a great bloke he was just still you know, he was unbelievable. And I was so sad. He came out the Manukau Dogs last year. He, he he nearly two years ago. And because um, we had a legacy of league, and they were the oh well, you know, like hundred years of rugby league. And I, I was lucky enough to be selected as my City Newton one, and he was Mangere East one. And we caught up, and he said, "Oh, are you racing tomorrow? I've been watching your dogs and from Sydney." And I said, "Yeah." He said, "I'll come out." And well, race nine, he hadn't turned up, and. Um, I thought, oh, well, must be busy. And then he appeared. Olsen appeared with his partner, Leslie, and um, the crowd was, the people at the dogs were just buzzing. You know, there's Olsen Philippana. And um, we went upstairs and we had a yarn and that. And um, I, he said, I'm coming back. And he said, I want a share in a dog. I said, not a problem. So uh, but I'll tell you a quick funny story about that. I said, you know, Ollie, he said, I said, I hated Mark and you. Because, you know, like he was so round around, you know, in the hips and that. And he used to just bump you off, you know. I wasn't the biggest guy at that time. But And he said, Ronnie, 
he said, I can tell you what, I hated Mark and you too. And I said, why is that? You know, like, I said, why is that? Why would you worry about marking me? He said, because some stage of the game, you knew you were going to get a buff. Because <laughs> I could throw one. And I... <laughs> oh, so that was, and the crowd, the crowd around the table just cracked up. You know, they just all started laughing. And what, a, what an afternoon we had with them. That was really special, you know, and oh. people getting photos with him and that. And, um, he was just a great guy and a great player, as we all know, and very sadly missed. Uh, Ronnie, I, I, when I re- look at uh, and remember the name Ron O'Regan, and I've got a good memory about these things, mate. I I absolutely remember your Auckland days when uh, re- representative league was so strong in this country and those magnificent days on Carlaw Park, etc., uh, which really did, I, I think, that was something that's gone out of league in this country. It was so good. It has gone out of league, Ian. Um, you know, I go back to the odd club game out to Yeratu and that where I was we had very successful out there and um, the passion doesn't seem to be like it was back then in those days you know um, I'm not saying the game's not as good as you know the professional game's awesome but I mean the league we had back then well I can tell you a quick quick story because that Auckland team we played in they, we were unbeaten on New Zealand soil for five years you know like we we drew with Aussie we drew with the Palms you know they never beat us and um, but in 1987 Ian Dodds, his father was the soccer man. He was the one that was in charge of the soccer, Dodds. Anyway, yep. they under yep. it out. They took us on a tour, right? They took us on a tour in 87 to England. And we played seven or eight first division teams. And anyway, and Lowy was coaching Wigan. Graham Lowe was over there coaching Wigan. And um, not long before our tour, they'd played Manly for the world championship. You know how they have that world championship game? You know, like they had yep. the best Sydney team and then, the, or the, you know, Australian team or Sydney team and at the time and then yep. the best Tommy team. So Wigan beat Manly. So we're on this tour and it was a tough tour because, you know, like, but we had Gary Freeman, Mark Horro, Dean Lonergan. We had a red hot side ourselves. And anyway, we, pl- we, won a, we, won a, we won more than we lost, I think, or it was about 50-50. But we played St. Helens on the week before we were to play Wigan. And um, Bob Bailey was our coach, another good motivator like Lowy great mentors and um so St. Helens absolutely flogged us about 40 points and we were pretty dejected and then Lowy was there watching the game yeah obviously because we were playing on the week after and he said oh he said guys he said don't worry about that keep your heads up come over to our our club on Tuesday we'll have dinner we'll have a few drinks and you know be good you know pick yourselves up you know <laughs> well they had a fire they had Ellery Hanley they had they had the team Andy Andy Goodway Joey Lydon red hot team and anyway um so we get there on the Tuesday about six, seven o'clock for dinner and a few beers, and they don't turn up. Wigan don't turn up. See, Lowy doesn't turn up. They don't turn up. So Bob Bailey, being the shrewd, you know, the guy he was, because he was a good coach too, Bob Bailey, and um, great coach. And anyway, we got on the bus, and he just shut the door, and he said, "From this day on, boys, they will not be beating us, right?" So we're looking at each other, going, "But we we're playing Wigan at Wigan, and um, you know, like, okay, well, let's have a go." We actually beat them in. We won it. (laughs) So it was unbelievable, you know. It was, you know, like, and and you know yourself from sport, if you've got the belief and the will, you can do anything, eh? Yeah, you can do anything. You know, you can do anything. You can do anything. I've I've seen, well, in 83, we beat Australia at Lang Park, and there was no way we could beat them. They had the King, Wally, they had Mel, they had the whole crew there, and we beat them, you know. Great days, Ron. Great days, mate. I just love talking about them. I'm just, you know, just you know, t- sharing a few stories. No, Ronnie, I'll tell you what. This has been an engaging uh, twenty minutes for me. I, I love 
Uh, I, I, I watched you play uh, when I was growing up as a kid. I loved that era of league. I promise you I did, and it was fantastic. Beautiful. And, I, I, I agree we, uh, we're missing a wee bit of it now, but the, the professional game is pretty cool, there's no doubt about it, but oh, you guys set that cool, up, yeah. and you, you, you yeah, set that up with your standards, yeah, and you should never forget that. And, and the thing about it, but people, you know, this modern day followers of rugby league probably don't know, but we used to go over there in the late 70s and early 80s and play in the Amco Cup. Um, like that was a midweek competition in Australia. Like um, you know, and you go over there. Auckland used to fly over there every second Wednesday and play. You know, and it was a knockout sort of competition. But at Leichhardt Oval, so we that was good too because we were competitive. But we we never won a, a um, an Amco Cup or anything. But we were very competitive, and that that helped get to the professional stage as well. Fascinating, Ron. Uh, I could talk to you for. For bloody hours, actually. I just love uh, your generation and what you did for sport in this country. So, hey, mate, uh, all the best, first of all. All the best with uh, Honey Lantry. That's race three, box seven at Monaco on Sunday. I'd love to catch out with the some stage and ha- have a, a chin wag over a pint, mate. That would be even more special. So thanks for your time this morning. I've loved the chat. No worries, Ian. Thank you very much for having me.